Come on. Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Sybil Ackerman Munson. Sybil, are you ready to do this? I sure am. Thanks for having me. Yeah, excited to have you back on. Sybil is the founder of Do Your Good. It's an organization helping people and making a difference through effective funding strategies in support of charities and nonprofits. She's also the host of the Do Your Good podcast. Sybil, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work and why you do what you do. Well, I'm I, I the reason my personal life is in a nutshell I um, am somebody who has been a nonprofit person my whole career. So I worked in the nonprofit space and worked with worked specifically on natural resources and environmental work. But you know, I care about so many things to help people and community. And it's sort of how I was brought up. My parents are academics, and they've always talked to me about around the dinner table. Around they always asked, "How can you help people better?" You know, how can you support community? And so just as an integral part of my life. And so over time, I started working for donors, wealthy people who give money to charity. And I work for a lot of clients now who want to give money away effectively and want to give back to the community. They're, they feel very lucky that they've been successful in life and they want to do more than buy that yacht. They want to really give back and help people, you know, maybe have the same success they have now over time by giving them the tools that they need to be successful. So it's a wonderful, wonderful job that I do now. I actually get pitched by over 200 nonprofits a year um, for my clients to help them figure out, to sort of figure out, okay, which nonprofits are a good fit. I think of myself as a matchmaker between nonprofits and donors. And then I work with so many different kinds of people who want to give money away. And so over the years, I said to myself, man, I'm amassing so much information here. I owe it to society to actually make it more transparent, make giving more transparent and give away my information and offer thoughts beyond just with my clients. And so that's why I created Do Your Good. Do Your Good has weekly free podcasts and free resources. And then I also have little mini courses that I sell very inexpensively so that people can learn how to give away money effectively. I also have mini courses for nonprofits to help them hone their pitch. So that's, it's just all about who I am is I really want to sort of democratize giving. I want to support people to give back to the community and it's just part of every fiber of my being. And I also want to support my kids and the next generation of givers, right? So like, just like how my family instilled an ethic of giving in me, I want to try to do that with my kids as much as possible. <laughs> I love it. I think that that's awesome. Um, and you're kind enough to give us some more of, of uh, your time. It was funny that you feel obligated to, to give away your knowledge of how to give. It's just, yeah, it's, so anyway, funny, huh? it's kind of like <laughs> yeah. using the easy button to find the easy button kind of a thing. Anyway, <laughs> totally. totally. Like, yeah. That's a inside baseball joke right there. I bet there's some people out there that kind of got it though. Civil. <laughs> anyway. So you grew up 
around the dinner table or whatever table you were at, your folks are like, Hey, how, how can you better help people mm-hmm. and really ingrained that in you? Yep. Um, that's such a little thing, but that's such a powerful thing too. I wanted to talk with you about specifically how, how you've helped your, um, your family, the next generation, um, instill that ethic and then how people can help their kids if they were so inclined to do that as well. So do you have a, is it sort of an overarching strategy? Is it a mindset? How, how do you think about passing that on? Yeah, well, there's a mindset and there's a strategy. So, um, and also an openness to know that not, you know, every kid is different. So I have my own son, who's my biological son, and then I have three stepkids. So I have four kids that I've been with for, for their whole, for most of their lives. Every single one of those four kids is completely different. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. That's why it's sort of mindset and strategy, because you do want to think about and approach a kid where they're at. And some kids just aren't going to be ready to listen to this giving concept until they're much older, right? But others are ready earlier. And there's no, it's no fault of theirs. It's just where they're at in their lives, right? So an openness to that. And, and, and if you get too judgmental as a parent, I think you'll, you'll push them away. Okay. So, but the first thing is with mindset is first you yourself need to go through the journey of making sure that you are modeling good behavior. So I actually just did a podcast on my podcast with my son and talked to him and said, Hey, Cody, my son, why do you feel you want to give? What did I do in my life as your mom that encouraged you to give? You know, the number one thing he said Hmm. is he said, mom, you just are a person who gives back. And I see that. And that's what I want to do now. And I was expecting him to give me a harder time. He's 17 years old, (laughs) but he didn't. I was like, wait a minute. Amazing. Yeah. But he's like, it's not really mom about the one, two, three steps. And cause I've tried everything. I've done all these different things and we'll talk about strategies in a minute. But the main thing he said was Sybil, mom, you live a life that I respect and that I, and it's all about giving back. And so I'm modeling that behavior. And he did recognize that not everybody can have a job like mine. That is so I'm so feel so lucky. Like that's all I do is support people and giving to charity. He recognized that not everyone can do that, but he said, look, no matter what you're doing in your life, you can still give and you can still do that. So the first thing to do is look in yourself as a parent and say to yourself, okay, what am I doing that's giving back so that I can just live that so my kids will see that? And that's where you start thinking yourself. And it doesn't have to feel overwhelming. It can. You can be like, wait a minute, I have a full-time job. I've got kids. I'm doing all this stuff. How in the world could I ever model any more behavior than what I'm doing by giving back? But but what this is where the strategy comes in. Okay. So the first thing is for yourself, think a lot about what it is you're doing every day. And it's okay. No judgment. What are you doing every day? It it may not be my kind of job where all I'm doing is thinking about giving back. It might be something equally great though, for you, you might be really invested. You might be teaching in school. You might be really invested in your kid's school. You name it, anything you're doing, think a lot about that. 
Then also think about your hobbies and what you do in your free time. Again, no judgment, any hobby, things you like, baseball. You were just talking about baseball, George. So that's the second thing. Third thing is, what are some of the activities that make you happy as a person? So this is, I'm still talking about you as the parent. What do you do? What, you know, is there a place you like to go? Are there those kind of things? And then also the fourth thing is, what keeps you up at night? What do you stress about? What are you worried about? And, you know, I've, I've talked about this already um, many times, but I just want to emphasize that you think about those things and all of a sudden what you'll start, if you write them down, you'll start seeing these through lines and then you can say, okay, I care about, I, I did this exercise on myself. And what I found is I care about my family, my kids and climate change is the thing I worry about. So I say, okay, well, I want to start, you know, in my day-to-day life, I can start doing some things. I actually gave some donations to some groups that work with kids on climate change issues. So that's what I ended up doing. And, um, and then I also encouraged my kids and supported my kids when they did some of the climate work at their schools. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then I talked to them about the climate work. And I started talking about some of those pieces a little bit more. And it's simple things like that. It doesn't have to be big. But then the kids notice that and they notice that that's a that's an area that they they can lean into. Now, my kids, they care about climate change, but there's other things that they care about. And so um, they start I start saying to them and I especially with my with my son. So here I am modeling the behavior that I want. And then I start saying, "Okay, Cody, you're somebody who is a kid from a privileged community and a privileged background. You have a roof over your head. You have food. You have your doing fine. You do have a responsibility to give back. I want you to tell me what you're going to do. And so he has volunteered at a variety of places and, um, he's had to do it though on his own terms where, and the things he's volunteered for haven't always been things that I've even really worked on or thought about and other things he has, um, they have been overlapping with things that I care about, but the important thing is that he is out there volunteering and helping. And as a kid, sometimes volunteering, what I find is even better for them than just giving money away because money, the concept of money at a younger age is a little bit different from when we get older. So instilling that in the beginning, sort of volunteering, what are you going to do? The one challenge that I found is that when kids are younger than 16, it's actually hard for them to find volunteer opportunities that don't include the parents. And so that is something to think about when you're trying to do this is again, if you need to be there with the kids, so like Cody and I volunteered at Meals on Wheels for a while, and I needed to volunteer with him because I needed to be the person that was driving and doing that work. Um, So that is another reason why it's important if you wanna instill a culture of giving in your kid that you first do your personal work. So that as you're helping your kid navigate this, you're not feeling like you're going outside your own comfort zone either. So those are some, those are some strategies. And again, I love what my son said in my podcast interview with him, where he's like, mom, be careful not to have like step one, step two, step three. I can't help it. I sort of am a step person, but (laughs) at the same time, I do think, you know, in summary, the key things are one, be true to yourself and what you want to do. Know your kids are watching you. Okay. If you really want to instill giving a giving strategy in your kids, you start, you do giving, you, you giving and you do it well. That's the first thing. The second thing is be careful to focus in on 
a giving strategy that you care about as the parent and then support the, your child in figuring out a giving strategy that they care about. But since they're watching you, it's not going to be that far off. And so you can do it as a partnership and together. I love it. Super powerful. Really good stuff. Why do you think he said, don't be so rigid with the steps, mom? <laughs> What's going on there? <laughs> because he's 17. I think, you know, he, he, I think he, uh, you know, I don't, well, I shouldn't say, you know, because you don't necessarily know what I'm about to say. Who knows? Um, it's, it's really, it was very interesting. I think that it's because as a kid, I think it's actually, this is sort of important as a kid and as a teenager, you sort of want to define your own and you don't want to feel like your parents are being formulaic. Like, okay, I am going to go through this step one and make sure that my kid does checks X box. Cause the minute you try to get your kids to check a box I've found, then they want to not check that box. So they want to, they, they love you and they want to come to things because they, because of what you're doing, but they want it to be on their terms and where they're at. So that's, that's why I think that, that he thought that way. He was like, you need to just sort of live your life mom and be a person that I respect. And then maybe I'll go there. <laughs> I love it. I think that that makes a lot of sense. And I, I absolutely love, um, the fact that you can't transfer what you don't own. So if you're just, you know, if you never think about this stuff and I don't care if that's personal finance or if it's giving, and then all of a sudden you start telling your kid that they need to be doing this stuff, they're probably going to see right through it. And it's just not going to be probably as important to them because they've never demonstrated it as you have. And what a wonderful thing to have heard your, you know, 17 year old tell you is I'm doing this because it's always been so important to you and you've modeled this behavior. So certainly congratulations on that. Well, thank you for that. But I also feel like, um, I feel like it, it also, you know, everyone should give themselves a break about, about this, like no one's perfect. Right. And so, um, you know, I have, like I said, I have, I have four kids total, right. So I have three step kids. And, you know, my son, this is how he approached it and how he looked at it. I would say that my three stepkids have all approached it differently. They all also give back to their communities in different ways. And that's the other thing as a parent is I think that we need to be open to how our kids are deciding to give. It may or may not be actually volunteering. It might be something a little bit different. Um, one of my kids is one of my stepkids is really interested in soccer, for example, in women's soccer. And she's amazing at, she's actually follows and tracks and is writing articles on, on, on soccer matches and is doing really great work there. And she's found in that journey, she's found her own, um, activism because there's a lot of activism within women's soccer around a bunch of different issues. And so it's not as much of a through line of, okay, what grants are you going to give or what donations are you going to give? It's more, how are you going to find your passion based on your own interests, right? And the same kind of process that me, I, as a parent am doing now, I'm supporting the kids as they get older to say, okay, what's your typical week? What do you love to do? You love to report on women's soccer. Okay. Well, then you should think about that piece as something that's important for giving back. What are your hobbies? What are the activities that make you happy? What keeps you up at night? So in the beginning, when the kids are younger, they're modeling 
your, their behavior off of the kind of thing you did, if you did that exercise well, and then as they get older, you can start encouraging them to think through those same four things. And then it starts transferring over to their, their life and their work and they own it then, you know? So it's this delicate dance where you're supporting, but then not imposing. And I, I can tell you, I am not hundred percent perfect at it, but I've tried to like really live this strongly. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I appreciate that very much. Like that's an awesome perspective on it. Is there a certain age when, when you start talking about it more or encouraging them to volunteer or asking the questions? I think you do it all the time, whenever you can tactfully, right. And give them space to ignore you if they need to, but always leave it open. So I, I, you know, one, for example, one holiday season, we gave our kids, my husband and I, a little bit of money. And we said, each of you has X dollars to donate to your favorite charity. So we did that. We noticed that three out of the four kids did do that. And one of them didn't. (laughs) We did not put that kid on the spot. We just let it go. Right. But we wanted to bring that up. So we always are trying and then little, little chat, you know, put it out there as ideas. I do that also with the kids with investments. So I also talk to them about, and I've talked to them about this from when they were really little. I said, okay, you know, if you want to get ahead of the curve, if you get a job and you put a little bit of money away each month and save it, then it'll, you'll be even more empowered in the future to be able to do something good in the world because you won't then have to get a job because you have to make money. If you just keep saving, then you'll have more power over your future and then you can give back even more. And some of the kids have bid on that and others have like, interestingly, I brought it up a couple of years ago. Another one of my kids just recently said, hey, Sybil, can I talk to you about the investing idea? So that's the other thing is you bring it up and even sometimes they don't sound like they're hearing you. And then a couple of years later, they will. And I want to tell you a story if it's okay. Um, that's a little bit related to this, where I'm realizing where I just say things, you know, and whether the kid hears, acts like they hear it or not, I'm choosing to believe that they hear me. So let me give you a story about this. We, um, we live on a little farm in Oregon and, um, when we first got the farm, it's my dream come true. I mean, oh my gosh, I, <laughs> every day I pinch myself when I drive into this little place. I love it so much. And when we first got it in 2014, I would drive in and my son would be in the car with me and I'd be like, look, oh my gosh, let's never take this for granted. You know, and we'd be driving in, I'm like, look at those trees and look at this and look at that. And sometimes he'd respond, but most of the time he wouldn't. <laughs> most of the time he'd be like, looking at his phone or something else. And I'm like, but I still said something. Right. And then about, I don't know, it was before COVID because we were bringing a bunch of his guy friends over. So we were driving a whole bunch of his guy friends over. And that was when he was just talking to them sort of forgets I'm there. And we're driving down the driveway and, and, and Cody goes, everyone, look at those trees. Aren't they pretty? Look out for the birds. They're, they're going to fly in front of you and the bunny rabbits. And then when we get, when we get there, he's like, let's go down and look at the tractor come on everybody. And then we'll go down to the lower four acres and we're going to see this and we're going to go here. And I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he did hear me. <laughs> so that wasn't exactly related to the giving piece. But then I realized like with this podcast interview I did with my son about giving, he's listening. 
You know, he is. And we always talk about how our kids these days, they're on their phones all the time and everything else, but they are observant and they're aware. So it makes me really feel hopeful about the next generation. <laughs> Love it. I think that that's a perfect way to illustrate that uh, even though they feel like they're, you feel like they're not listening or even tuning you out some of the time, some of the stuff does actually make its way in through the, uh, through yeah. the brain. Love exactly. It. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, Sybil, thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, I appreciate it. Where can people learn more about you? Um, tell us where they can find the show. Where can they find the courses? All of it. Yeah. Well, my courses are launched and I did it so that it's mini courses, so that it's really easy, bite-sized courses so that you can easily access them and just get onto my um, website, which is www doyourgood.com. So it's do your good. And um, my, my podcasts are on any streaming channel that you usually listen to. And that's also under do your good. And then I'm on Instagram and Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. And so I'd be happy to, to chat more with any of your listeners if they're interested in talking. And it's just been such a delight to be here today. Thanks, George. Yeah. It's always awesome to talk with you. Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this much as I did, show simply your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to doyourgood.com and check out those great mini courses that Sybil has up. Check out the Do Your Good podcast, wherever you listen to your podcast. You can find her on social media as well. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Sybil. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. <laughs>